Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Three Crosses podcast. My name is Buzz Hannon, and I'm one of the pastors here at Three Crosses Church. I know that you can't see me, but I'm holding a cup of delicious Cafe Four coffee right here in my hands. In fact, if you ever want to try to track me down in person, 90% of the time, you'll find me sitting in Cafe Four, which is the coffee shop that we run right here at Three Crosses Church. Special place in my heart. I love that I can look out to the ocean and see God's glorious creation as I continue through my workday. I love that I can see people from our community and people from our church family all the time, just gathered in what amounts to a front room for our church. If you haven't experienced Cafe Four, you've got to do it. And this week, we have a special guest, Lindsay Cavallero, who is our Cafe Four ministry manager. And I've invited Lindsay to come on and talk not only about the gentleness of Christ that we see in the scriptures and how we seek to extend that to people in our cafe ministry, but also the gentleness that she herself has experienced as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, Lindsay's testimony is a powerful one, and just the way that she speaks about being embraced by Christ and his love, his love shown by people here at this church will certainly encourage you. I'm so thankful that you chose to join us today, and so let's take a listen to what Lindsay has to say and see how the gentleness of Christ might be able to be activated in your life just a little bit more. Lindsay, I am so thankful that you chose to join us, slash we're tricked into joining us, slash required to join us. (laughs) For those of us that don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do here at the church, maybe how long you've been coming around to Three Crosses, things like that. Um, my name is Lindsay. I was born and raised here. So my grandparents actually met at the original neighborhood church location in Oakland in the Portocol ministry. Oh, wow. I know. It's, <laughs> it's some history. My grandma was a hostess at the Portocol, and my grandpa was a sailor. So it's really adorable. And then my parents met here in like the young adult singles ministry. And then I have yet to meet my husband here. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's okay. a sailor. Yeah. Maybe he's coming. <laughs> I need to be a hostess. Um, yeah, so my job here, my official title is Cafe for Ministry Director. So I run our little coffee shop, big coffee shop. Yeah, it's not little. Yes. There's many millions large. of square feet or whatever millions. it is. Yeah, billions. Yeah. <laughs> Just like McDonald's, billions upon billions. Yes, served. truly. Um for someone that hasn't ever been to our property, um, could you describe a little, little bit about what Cafe Four is and what we hope to do kind of through that ministry? Yeah. So just a little bit of history on the space itself. Um, that area used to be all bricks. And so the church wanted a kind of all-weather lobby space so that people could hang out after church. And so it was originally supposed to be just a coffee bar of some kind, maybe free coffee, and church coffee is crappy. So it was like, well, maybe we we don't serve crappy coffee. Like, let's do it right. And so um, the the vision, I guess, for the cafe was really we wanted it to be a place that you can experience exceptional coffee and also a space that in itself inspires creativity and also just builds community. And so um, the space is huge and beautiful and well lit and most of the time people walk in and they're like totally shocked about just what it looks like because it's gorgeous. Um, and so we get a lot of questions like, is this a hotel? 
or is this a <laughs> hospital? No, you may not sleep here. <laughs> is this a college? No, you may not Some be people sick do. Here. Some people do. The couches are really comfortable, so I've had to wake up a few people like, hi, can you please sit up? Like, why did you bring a blanket here? So we had the seed of an idea for an all-weather lobby, a connection space for yes. our church family on Sunday mornings. Yes. And then we had this idea, let's maybe make this more excellent and then begin to run it kind yeah. of through the week. And open it up for the extended community. And so in the beginning, we were only open a few hours a day because it's really a destination. Like you have to come find us. You're not going to just happen to drive by and notice there's, oh, a coffee shop. Right, because our church is up on a hill, kind yeah. of in a neighborhood that has no other retail. Right. And so you would want to. We're out to... of the way, for sure. And so it just by word of mouth and God's favor, I guess. Word of Yelp. Word of Yelp, very much, yes. Um, it just kind of blew up. And we, we joke that it was kind of like the like frog in boiling water. Like we just didn't realize how big we were getting until one day like we realized, oh, we need to like schedule more people. We don't have enough people to run. It's like we're so busy. And so here we are. We're coming up on six years next month, which is wild. But we're full every day. And we have 20 people on staff just to operate. And it's amazing. There's always people sitting at my tables, I've noticed. I know. How can we keep that from happening? We can't. Because this is a community space, Buzz. (laughs) That's fine. And sharing is caring. You know, (laughs) I always have a lot of good ideas for the cafe. Yes, you do. Let's give some examples of some of my good ideas. Mm-hmm. Our listeners can decide <laughs> if they're actually good or not. So okay. one of my favorite ideas mm-hmm. is online ordering, but only for me and only on Sunday morning. Right, so Which is way. ideal because we're like not busy at all on Sundays. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So much spare time. Another of my favorite ideas, you know how we stamp four on the cups because it's cafe four, mm-hmm. right? As an additional service, I think we should stamp people's credit scores as they. I think check that's out. great. It's a great just vetting system. And then system. you can just have it, and you, like if your right. credit score is like really good, you can just sit there with your to-go cup proudly. Yeah. And then if your credit score needs a little encouragement, Help. like we'll pray right. for you. Just public shaming, honestly. I don't know if it's shaming so much as a I sense mean, of belonging. Like all are welcome here. Right. <laughs> and then Even maybe if you have a credit score of like nine hundred, <laughs> we'll charge you triple for your latte. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know why I'm you gonna, don't. I'll, I'll get back to you. So this is the reason those. why you're in charge of the cafe for <laughs> ministry, and I am and I am not. I'm allowed to be down there. Yeah. But you guys watch yes. me with both eyes. We do. Um, so were you the founding manager? No, I wish. But Kathleen Campbell is the genius behind what has become Cafe 4. And so then what was your role then in joining the team? Oh, man. I came in at like month 10 of the first year. And so the story for that is pretty wild. Just with essentially long story short, I'd come to a place where my life was pretty much planned out and I had a job and the boyfriend and was living on my own and all that jazz. And then it all kind of blew up. And so I found myself in a space of just like a really, I guess a big low point. And yeah, I just needed something to do. So I I got a job working the register for like a major pay cut just because I needed to do something. And so, yeah, the cafe played a huge role in just bringing me back to Jesus and being somewhere that is innately light filled. I mean, our goal at the cafe is that people feel like they belong and that they're loved by God. And we just try to meet them where they're at. Yeah. So, so you're young Lindsay, we yes. can call her, you know, like 
in a low point at rock bottom, yeah. what did it feel like to step back in kind of at an entry level job to a church that you grew up at, but hadn't been mm. coming to for a long time? Like, what was that like to kind of step back into this it space? Felt cliche and it was incredibly humbling. And so a lot of, I mean, when you create expectations for yourself, I mean, I'm my biggest judge. And so it was this moment of like, you've failed in so many ways, but it, you know, sometimes you have to get on your face in front of God and be like, I did it wrong. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I really need <laughs> you to do something to help me out. So, um, I mean, I truly came in crawling because yeah, I was just down and out, completely knocked down. So coming into a space that, um, I mean, Kathleen is an incredible woman and just poured into me. And I, the staff at the time, you know, was essentially the group that opened the cafe and they were incredible. And there were two other girls on staff that were kind of experiencing the same thing, like recently broken up. And, you know, we just kind of huddled and they just brought me into this little group and just were so gentle with me because I could not be gentle with myself and just like slowly brought me back to standing. They like just helped me stand up pretty much. Yeah. Using the term gentleness. Of course, that's our fruit of the spirit for this week. You know, yeah. Yeah, Very on the nose. A plus on your (laughs) test. But I love the, the idea like gentleness. I think sometimes we can misinterpret it, but you're talking about it in terms of like real belonging, love, forgiveness, care, and a space to yeah, be, yeah, and a space to be cared for, yeah, and allowing yourself to receive that care. I don't know. Sometimes it is it is hard. You know, yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there. I think that feel like they're on their face and they've made mistakes mm-hmm. and looking for a way to come home. And yeah, and this was it for me, yeah. which is crazy because if you would have asked me like you know, five years ago, like, do you think you're going to be in full-time ministry? I would have laughed in your face, <laughs> but here we are and it's great. <laughs> and I love it. And it's like, yeah, he truly plans so much more than we could plan for ourselves. And it's like, just get in the back seat and let him drive, please. But I have a hard time with that. So, you know, had to try it on my own first and then we'll see. Yeah. I think that's one of the really good things about the gospel is that sometimes the message that like you're a sinner and that you're broken and that Mm. you can't do it feels like a harsh or a judgmental type one. Mm -hmm. Like, how dare you tell me that I'm a sinner or that I'm broken? But I feel like when we experience that brokenness, like the really good news of the gospel is that Christ meets us where we are. Right. Like despite our mistakes, which he knows that we're going to have, knows Mm -hmm. that we And is not surprised by them. Yeah. We cannot hide them from him. Why do we try? Uh, Yet he forgives us and loves us anyway. Yeah. I think so many people spend so much time running from what they think is going to be a judgmental type Jesus that they um, end up missing his gentleness and grace and forgiveness in the midst. And I think that's a time that's a time where like Christians get in the way of the gospel is I found that most people are shocked when they come in and we don't like hit them over the head with the Bible or like Mm -hmm. we joke like we'll just slip a tract in the bottom of their latte you know. Well, that's another great cafe idea. (laughs) I didn't have that one. That was somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of the world has experienced, I heard it said once, of uh, Jesus's lawyers. Yeah. Like Christians take on this job of like, 
I'm Jesus's lawyer and I'm going to, you know, shame you and point out. Prove that you're yeah, wrong. Right. And that, you know, right. you can accept this plea bargain. Right. Of salvation kind of. Right. And that's just not something we do in the cafe. And I think our church does a really good job. We have a lot of amazing people up here that truly um, just align themselves with loving people, like where they're at. And that's how you bring people to Jesus is when you love them, you know. Yeah. So if we don't, as you're calling it, like prosecute people right. as they come into yeah. the cafe, what's the flip side of that? Like instead of like, what don't we do? What are what do we do right. in the cafe to make people, as you said, feel loved by God and feel like the space inspires them? Yeah. We have the motto like that we believe we're ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. And... um. The way we do that, I think, in gentleness especially, is we let people approach us. So we make ourselves available and warm. Uh, our One of our things we kind of strive for is called friendly excellence because it's kind of an oxymoron. Uh, most of the time when you experience a service of some kind that's especially friendly, it's not necessarily like an excellent product. It can be sloppy or, you know not as great but on the flip side of that if you do experience excellence it usually comes with an attitude or an entitlement or a snootiness and so our goal is to kind of find the middle ground and 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 have it be friendly and also excellent which i think most people are shocked by um starbucks has done a great disservice to the world of coffee in the sense that they in the sense that like um, they've educated people incorrectly. Like a frappuccino is not actually a real drink, and a caramel macchiato is not actually a real drink. So, this space has become an opportunity for us to kind of gently educate people in coffee, which doesn't really exist because if you walk into like a third wave specialty coffee house, you will be met potentially with like a little bit of attitude. And if if you don't know what you're ordering when you order an espresso, you're going to be really shocked when you get this tiny little yeah. cup. So here in the Bay Area, we yeah. have a few that are like that, that are really kind of high end. So yeah. I think of like Blue Bottle and yeah. Berkeley and that they just want to have the best whatever. And then you think of the chains, you know, pizza is a chain that started here. And that's right. more in the Starbucks style if we want something that's approachable by right. everyone. Right. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, we are not like a chain mm -hmm. dispensing like whatever product, but we don't want the attitude of like a, of a high end product. So what went into the decision to decide, like let's do a higher end type of a product. Let's do something that's more right. excellence forward. If you want to call it that, yeah. as opposed to something that's more like mass approachable, right. like the blended drinks and so on. Um, the Campbell's Kathleen and Mark were, they love Santa Cruz. And so Verve is actually a roastery out of Santa Cruz. And just, um, getting to know kind of the philosophy of Verve was really important. And we just found that they aligned a lot with what we also valued. So um, they're a direct to farm company. So in the coffee world, there's fair trade, uh, which involves a third party. So essentially everything goes through this third party. So there's a certain amount of money that kind of disappears to the third party. And there's a lack of communication because you're not talking directly with the farmers. And with Verve, they do direct-to-farm. So they are having real-life conversations with these farmers and their families and the communities, and they 
are invested in their education and meeting the needs of these communities and also get to give direct feedback like this is good, let's work on this. And so their product, they just have more of their finger on the pulse, I guess, because they're going to these farms all over and are in relationship with these families and villages. And so that was really special to us too. And just the value that Verve places on coffee and how many hands go into touching the coffee that it takes to make one cup. So you're talking about this Verve product and this attention to supply chain and this attention to quality. Like, was there a sense in which we felt like maybe some of our community wasn't ready for the high-end product? Or did you feel more like they wouldn't come unless we did have a high-end product? Hmm. Um, I think it's tricky because Cash Valley doesn't have a ton of options. I think we were in the world record book for like most fast food restaurants in like a square mile. So that's what we're working with. <laughs> I don't know if that's real or not, but people out around here certainly say that a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's just like, you know, that that's what we're working with. And I think the community here craves quality, but it just hasn't, because we're unincorporated, it just like hasn't been a thing. So there's a risk when you bring it in because when you have a quality product, like the price is going to reflect that to an extent. And it's worth it if you're thinking big picture and you're thinking truly about what you're receiving. Um but there's always pushback because you sure. could go to McDonald's and I, I mean, my roommate, we're talking about it. There's a sign. It's like any size for $2. And I'm like, right, but it's garbage. Sure. So that's what we're up against is people love garbage in a sense. Cheap garbage. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That I mean, is our hashtag from the podcast. People, people love. love garbage. But there is a sense in which like that more mass market is yeah. approachable. But we were striving for something like friendly excellence right. in the cafe. So whether that's in the product or whether that's in the aesthetic and the decorating right. and whether that's in the service. And right. so what are some things that we try to teach our staff to be looking for or modeling in this right. tending towards excellence? We actually call it the Disneyland factor because we want people that are like warm and approachable and love what they do. And so we have a really unique team here in that we're genuinely a family and everyone really loves coming to work here. We've built relationships with our regulars. We build relationships with each other. Um, So I think just the importance of the staff being kind of sold out in the best way for what we're doing here um, is really important. And I think if you ask any of them, like they, they really realize kind of the big picture of what we're doing here and they recognize that what they're doing as a even as a small part is really important for the the end goal all right so write this down we don't like starbucks we do like disney right we, we got do that. like disney okay but it's like disneyland so-called the happiest yeah. place on earth right. right those people who said that have never been a father of a family of six trying to afford mm. their park right i get it I not know. so happy right I know, I but know. this idea of like when you go like all your dreams come true everybody is there to make you have a great day yeah and they're really invested in it yeah so like that's what i'm seeing kind of in our disneyland principle so yeah. like what are some things that our staff will practically do as a result of that principle that maybe you don't see in as many other coffee shops um we have a practice we call the second uh second touch which we want to address people as soon as they enter into our like space like the cafe proper which is like a little bit closer to the front door and then we try our best to be walking around the cafe and touch base with people a second time so they know like hey 
like, I see you. How's your drink? What are you reading? What are you studying? Um, we're, we try to walk around and, and pour refills of coffee for people. Uh, we collect people's dishes so they don't have to get up. Just little things like that where it just is like a little step above what is a common experience in like most coffee shops. So most people are shocked. Like they don't understand what, like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just refilling your coffee because our drip coffee is bottomless, which is like the big sell for all the college kids. And uh, the pastor's and, on stuff. And Buzz. Right, I can sit down there for eight hours and have as much coffee as yeah. I want. And then they'll even come around and, and fill it up for me. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about how our staff is really sold into what we do. And I know you've talked a little bit about some of the vision of the cafe, but in a nutshell, like what do we hope the cafe like does for people? Like more than just a good cup of coffee with a beautiful view. Yeah. Although that's important. And if that's it, I think that's enough. But like what is our end goal for people? What do we really hope that this produces in their lives? I mean, the dream is that everyone who comes to the cafe would come to know Jesus. That's the dream. But we do that in a way where we just live the gospel for people by loving them and meeting them where they're at. And so there's, it's, um, I think a lot of times it can feel transactional for people, especially with coffee, like you're making a purchase and you're receiving a product, but we try to go above and beyond that in that you don't owe us anything. And we just want to do this for you because we love you and we value you and we're happy that you're here. And so we've had people, you know, question us and be like, am I allowed to be here? Like, what do you do? What's, what's the catch? And there's no catch. We're just doing what we truly believe we're called to do for people in our community. And we want people to feel like this is a safe space for them to meet other people and for them to hang out. And, um, some of the stories that we've had kind of given back to us over the last you know, five and a half years are incredible. We actually have like a little story box in the corner where it's like, just tell us your cafe four story. Like what brought you here? What's been your experience? And we have like over a dozen in there of just people. I started my business here and I found peace here. You know, I had my heart broken and mended here. Like crazy things that it's not just coffee. Like, it's really easy to think that what we're doing is insignificant because I'm just, it can get monotonous and it can sure. get repetitive. And, and you're pulling shots. I make and a thousand lattes and, a week. Yeah. Um, but the lasting impact it has on people who just experience something different than what they anticipated is huge. And that is what wins people for Christ. It's like, just live it. And, yeah. and be it for people. So Jesus' lawyer told me that God loves me. Right. And then the Cafe 4 showed me that God loves me yeah. as I am. And I want yeah. more of that. Yeah. That's kind of the principle you're talking about, I think. Exactly. Um, how many of the people that come through here are church people versus how many do you think are oh, man. just outside of our church family? Uh, the majority of people that come through here are not members of this, of this church. Like 51%? Like no, 75%. 75%, I would say. Yeah. People in our community that work remotely or are students or just happen to find us on Yelp because they wanted a latte, you know, because they wanted a latte that with like the fancy design on it. That's a big one. Like I saw on the Yelp that you guys, can you make me this? <laughs> we get requests a lot. Like, can you make me an elephant in the latte? It's like, well. One day I asked for a coyote howling at the moon mm-hmm. and it was provided for me. So. 
Was that me? Did it I was you. That? Mm-hmm. Incredible. <laughs> That's when we were a lot less busy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so if 75% of the people that come through on a week, you know, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to talk about like numbers, but there's a, it's a big space. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's of huge. People. We have about 165 seats. Yeah, and they're generally not like 100% full, but right. at times it can be a little bit tough to find a table. Yeah. So, I mean, that's seven to seven, six days a week. So mm-hmm. that's a, a lot of people and a lot of people outside of our church family. And so yeah. in our church organization, like the Cafe Four, ministry is, I mean, in many ways, like a front door or Absolutely. a living room. And so now that you've kind of moved from five years ago, Lindsay, crawling yeah. in here, pulling shots, and crying every day, yeah. and now you're sitting in the big chair. <laughs> yeah, maybe still crying every day. I don't no, know. No, no, just sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's a big responsibility, and I think you're really well prepared to do it. Of course, but like, what's different in the way that the Lord has kind of maneuvered in your life through your experience here, and mm. now, as you said, now you're in full time ministry. Yeah, and like you just needed a job so you didn't go bankrupt. Right, and now you're a minister of the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ in many ways. So, how has that been for you, like as a as a personal journey? Um, it has been a process to start. I'm really thankful for Kathleen because she poured so much into me on a professional level and also just on a personal and, you know, um, spiritual level. And so I think because I have, I've been, I've done every position on the floor, I've, you know, um, I have a lot of skin in the game and I'm really passionate about what we're doing here. So I think I just, I just am grateful and I respect the opportunity that we have here. And it's a lot of pressure too. It's scary. Cause like it's, it's a, it's a pretty high level of responsibility in a way. Like I feel very responsible for everyone sitting in there is like, I want them to be feel seen and, also be available but also like the task side of this job like there's a lot to do so finding a way to separate um the task from the people is where i'm currently kind of in the balance of like okay so i'm gonna stop doing this because this is this can wait and you know this person looks like they need to have a conversation so i'm gonna pause and have a conversation with someone and yeah it's does that answer the question I don't even really remember okay. what my question was, but Perfect. but yes, okay. it kind of does. Like I'm kind of hearing this idea that, like, uh, as you've come back to Christ and as you've experienced that that gentleness and that love and that acceptance, mm-hmm. and especially Kathleen being big in that relationship, now you get to extend that to right. others. But like because that's so important, the stakes are high in a yeah. sense, you know. And how long have you been doing the Cafe Four Manager now? Like three months or something? Um, two. All right. Sort of like mid August, and so I've been I've been doing operations for like a year and a half or two years and then before that I was kind of like assistant managing um but the 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 big cheese has been about two months (laughs) which is crazy um yeah but so I just feel super humble and super grateful and also I have to be on my face every day in front of God being like I can't I don't know how to do that so I need you to do it for me and he does every day yeah, that's I think a really cool picture, Lindsay, of the of the rooted series. Like as we root mm. ourselves in Christ, like we, yeah. these fruits are produced in us, and yeah, you know, so that reliance on Him to provide that gentleness and that love and that peace in the cafe, like we want. Absolutely. I mean, you can't do it. No, no. offense, I can't do no. it. But the Lord, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Lord really is doing something here. Yeah. 
I want to talk just a little bit more about the cafe and then transition into into something else as we kind of near the end of our time here. But if there was like yeah. one thing that you would want our church body, like kind of more broadly to know mm-hmm. about the cafe, or maybe one way that you can ask them for their help or support in mm-hmm. like bringing the, our vision forward of providing that ambassador of Christ experience, kind of that living room or first step into our church family. Like what would you want them to know? Somebody that doesn't go to the cafe because they work in the city or isn't here week to week. Right. Um, I think I want them to know that like God's working in the cafe very much every day. I think it can get tricky with believers because people like things to look a certain way. And like we've had questions of like, why don't you have crosses up on the walls? Like, why don't you have verses posted? And um, it's why don't we? I mean, right. if you get that question a we, lot. Because we want it, we truly want it to feel um, approachable and safe for people just straight out the gate. I think the assumption is people assume they're going to either be struck by lightning when they walk in or there's going to be Christian music playing and some verses posted and have it be kind of like in their face. And so and so then kind of the attendant assumption is like only Christians or people with it together right. need apply. Right. But you don't want that. No. You want them we're to feel like, like bring no your mess, please, because we're all really a mess and like God's just really good. So um, I think for our congregation, it would just be, I guess, reassurance that like God's doing some stuff and like, please come hang out and be a part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I love to hang out and yeah, be a part of it. I, I believe what you're saying when you say God is working. Like I've yeah. seen some of that happening and it's not the type of thing we can always, you know, talk about names and specifics on a right. podcast type ministry, but I agree. Like the Lord has really changed lives down mm-hmm. there, is continuing to do so. Absolutely. And uh, he's bringing his kingdom. Through, through Christian crack. Which is coffee. Coffee. Okay. I was like, <laughs> sorry. I'm not hip with the lingo, Lindsay. I'm old and past my prime. So what can we do? But yeah, we're serving a product that people love and, to give them the love of Christ. You know, back to the gentleness factor is like most people are not gentle on their bodies. And we offer, you know, aside from just offering a place that meets a basic need, which is like nourishment and refreshment, it's also we've taken a lot of time and thought about the products that we serve and the vendors that we use. And we want quality, healthful, you know, ingredients and products because we're not always gentle on our bodies with what we ingest. And so we're really proud of what we offer in, in how your body can use it too. Yeah. So you have salads in there, not Mm -hmm. microwave burritos and you have. Right. Which some people are really upset about, but I'm sorry. We're just not going to do that. (laughs) You have that really fancy yogurt and not like filled with sugar yogurt. Right. I mean, there's a lot of sugar in it, but it's like, it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take your word for it. Oatmeal and like just, we go organic where we can. We make our own almond milk. You know, we just want the best for our people. All right. That's really cool. You know that I am a Cafe Four believer. When I showed up to this church for the first time, I went into Cafe Four and I thought I had arrived in heaven. And I don't know that I was wrong about that, actually. Um, (laughs) um, So along the way, you know, as you kind of gotten plugged back into church, we just came off of our women's retreat. And so this isn't a ministry that is connected to the cafe necessarily so. But uh, one thing that was cool about that is you got invited to come along and be one of the guest speakers and do one of the sessions. And Mm -hmm. so I wonder if you just wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to tell us a little bit about uh, the event kind of in general and how it went and like 
what was God doing there, kind of big picture, and then a little bit about what did you feel like was on your heart to share? Sure. So let's start with the event. Um, How did it go? What was it about? Yeah. We took about 185 women up to Koinonia, which is in Watsonville, and um, it was just a weekend. It was a Friday night to Sunday morning, and um, it was just spent in deep community. There's like no cell service, which I was like really excited about because I have a problem with the phone, you know? So getting away truly into like the Redwoods and having nothing to focus on, but community with other women and also like just the Lord showing up. And he did. And we learned about the name of the retreat was love has a name. And we learned about the names that we assign ourselves. Um, One of the quotes was used and it said, Satan, um, knows our name and calls us by our sin, but God knows our sin and calls us by our name. And so it was just about um, recognizing the names that God gives us and how we can kind of take off the name tags and labels that we've given ourselves or that the world has given us. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of naming has to do with it, like a conferral of identity or a conferral of authority. And so you're saying that God is the one who gets to tell us who we really are. And when he gives us a name, like it's a good name. And when people call us things like anxious or worrier Mm -hmm. or mess Mm -hmm. or screw up, those aren't the names that God sees us with. He wants to replace that with his love. And then the love has a name, which is Jesus Christ. Yep. Exactly. And so then you got to share one of the tidbits. You weren't the main keynote, but you got to yeah. give one of the sessions. So what was on your yes. on your mind? So our... the title of my little talk was Things That Go Bump in the Night and Every Other Second of the Day. And over the last year, for me, has been realizing the role that fear plays in my life. Um, and even in this job, like, it can get really stressful and scary and you're taking risks and that can make me really reactive. And um, so it in stepping back and really examining what role fear plays in my life and also what his word has to say about fear, which is a lot of things. It shows up like seven, fear not, just the phrase, shows up like 70 times. Yeah, it's the most common phrase in right. the whole Bible. Yeah. And, and that doesn't even include like close phrases like do not be afraid or don't fear. It's like, it's wild. So um, I spoke just about, um, I spoke out of First John, 4, 15 through 18, where it talks about perfect love casts out fear and what um, perfect means. We did a little Greek lesson. It was wild. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> but it was fun, too, because it was very honest and vulnerable. And in my intro, I literally just listed off all the things that I was afraid of, which you feel very alone in. But it wasn't until afterwards that people were like, oh, my gosh, me, too. And so um, and you're not talking about things like clowns. Right. Or spiders, I'm talking which about. are things I'm afraid of. Right. You're talking about things like, am I good enough? Not necessarily like for you, but like yeah. you know, the big picture. Failure. Will I? Yeah. Will I ever measure up? Yeah. You know, will I ever? Right. And I broke it down into, you know, fear of our past and consequences of our past, fear of the present, fear of the future, and fear of our eternity, and what God has to say about all that, which is, yeah. I'm bigger than all that. So what's scary is that now that I've talked about it, is now I have to like do it. Right. I'm like held accountable. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Some some things I think are easy to understand and really hard to do. And mm-hmm. the idea of like don't be afraid 
isn't like a light switch you can turn off in your mind right. or your spirit. I think that's why the scripture repeats it to us so often. Like there's this rhythm of stop being afraid, stop being afraid. Right. You can trust me. God right. has never let you down. Not really. And if we could truly understand like the depth of his love and how completely we are loved, then really we don't have anything to be afraid of. But that's really hard. Yeah. Our so little that's human brains. Yeah. First John is saying perfect love casts out yeah. all fear. And that's the love that the Father has for yeah. us, the names he gives us. Right. And that's the type of thing I feel like our conversation has kind of been about. Like that kind of love is what we want to model to our community. Yeah. With the gentleness. Completely undeserved, but the best kind of love. Yeah. 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 Lindsay, thank you so much for spending some time. Thanks for having with me. me. You could have been down there doing some dishes, pouring some coffee, scheduling your 20 million staff (laughs) with their own particular needs. Um, But I really appreciate you giving us a window into what God is doing in our space and the role he's played in your life and bringing you back around. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Deuces. I'm so grateful for Lindsay for sharing her time and her boldness and her wisdom with us. If you get a chance to swing through Cafe 4, uh, why don't you tell her hello and tell her that you appreciated hearing from her and that you are grateful for what her talents and hard work has brought to our church family. I can't imagine this place without Cafe 4, can you? What a beautiful vision, expertly executed by Lindsay and the team in the cafe. I'm so grateful for them, and I hope that you are too. We're also grateful for you, the listener, for choosing to spend some of your time with us. And we pray that this podcast has helped you experience a little bit of life transformation through following Jesus Christ as we seek to bring his kingdom here on earth as it has in heaven. If there's a way we can connect with you or help you pray for something that might help you to do that, would you reach out to us? One good way is by emailing us at podcast at threecrosses.org or show up in person for one of our Sunday services. Uh, Meet somebody in the prayer room or even just come into the cafe and let somebody know that you'd like to talk. Whatever method you choose, we pray that God will make a fantastic connection in your life today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.